I'm Matt Ogden. This man right here is Mr. Richard Sykes, and welcome back to By George from Page to Stage, the weekly podcast all about the chip shop musical that this man wrote. So, Rich. Yes. What are we talking about today? We're talking about a particular number today, and it's called Two Horse Race. Excellent. This is, um, it's like a Cockney Knees Up number. Yeah. And I know it's a Yorkshire musical, but yep. the umcha, 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 umcha kind of pervades both, both genres, let's put it like that. And uh, I, I loved writing this one because it's filthy. It's <laughs> absolutely filthy. Um, you'll be supping from the dregs with 16 hands between your legs. So all the horse race puns I could possibly think of went yeah, yeah, into yeah. this number. And it's a duet between George and Harry. And it's a, it's a good knees up thing. And it, ta- it, it happens about maybe 15 minutes into the show. So is this the first, this is the first moment where the audience get to see Harry and George's relationship dynamic? Yeah, effectively. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the relationship that we've kind of talked about so far, it sounds like George can't wait to finish work at the chip shop because he's always itching to get into the pub. And, he hates and, it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> hates working at the chippy. And of course, this is based on a guy I knew. Mm. And yeah, he absolutely loathed it. Couldn't yeah, wait yeah. till closing time. Uh, but yes, yeah, so so George goes straight from there to the pub and spends everything they've earned during the time. I was just about to say, I imagine that like the first thing that happens is Harry puts the pint down before George has even ordered it because it's always the same. Yep. Probably always always at the same time. Mr. Consistent, he's next door, so it's not like he yeah. can't see him coming. And there'll be a, his bar stool will be moulded like memory foam <laughs> to, to the contours of his... to your bottom. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I must, I must mould my bottom before we go any further. Yeah, I must remember to do that. We'll do a podcast on that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moulding yeah. Richard's bum. That'll be a, that'll be incisive. <laughs> I, I think it's been done before. Anyway, so um, front two horse race is about George has just been. Come on to by Marge, right. who's made a real play for him in the pub already. Already, it's early on in oh the show. lord, yes, because she's realised that George has a rather sizable disposable income. Should we put a pause in between sizable and disposable income? Well, Marge does, so yes, <laughs> there's no reason why why we should leave any double entendre unturned. Yeah, uh, so that happens, and 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 George um, then then has to choose. Yeah. Does he go with the with the new the new model, right. or does he go for the older model but more reliable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he chooses to to do it uh, by thinking about horse racing because yeah. he's betting on on horses. Yeah, yeah, and so he chooses that that sort of mode uh, to choose between the two. Which would you go for? Would you go for the slow and steady, or would you go for the um, yeah the new one out of the traps? <laughs> Which of course is March. Of course. Yeah. So so you have so you have that dynamic of of him saying to Harry, I'm not sure, he's, he's a bit of a quandary where he's thinking, mm. do I stick with a good thing that I've got that's reliable and, and kind of just always been there? Or do I go for something that's that's got new legs, yeah. so to speak? Uh, so to speak, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and every single line has a double entendre. Of course it does. There, there, isn't, there isn't one without. So it's, um, it, it's, it's massively sexist, yeah, yeah. which is exactly what George is. And of course, he's going to get a huge fall towards the end, but that's um, that's part of the parcel of the musical, really. So, should we take a look at some of the rehearsal footage? We'll take a look at the rehearsal yeah. footage, um, and then we'll come back and I'll tell you what we did to it. Awesome. All right, take a look, guys. There's a race of fillies in me two horse race, and the winner gets together with a stud. The older one is struggling to make the pace, but she led it. 
fun wasn't it um so two horse race yeah so for me watching that and doing some of the filming all i kept thinking was this this feels like something out of an old sitcom it yes. feels and like it sounds really obvious and especially when you listen to the fact that you know two horse race but and and uh, i kind of leaned towards mr w mr alan warmby yeah whilst you were actually getting started with the number and i went this this reminds me of Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, just it, the way he leaned up at the bar, and it just felt like it felt like I was watching a sitcom. It's exactly how it should feel. Yeah, it yeah. should feel like you're in a pub in the seventies. Yeah, because of this massive misogyny that's going on. Because all the lines were just everything you'd expect yeah. from that era. Yeah, and George is just copied and pasted from probably his dad. Yes. Yeah. Exactly right. And it shouldn't be anything else other than that. The mm. audience will be able to spot this this song a mile off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the issues we had was, or that I had, was with the orchestration. Mm. I wanted, now I don't know if our audience is going to know this. I know you're not old enough to know this, but there was an impressionist called Rory Bremner. Oh, okay. Do you yeah, remember yeah. Rory Bremner? Name's familiar. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. he was a, a brilliant impressionist. And he used to do a lot of commentators, cricket commentators, football commentators, mm. but he also did horse commentators. Yeah, if you played him to me, I'd probably know who he is. Yeah, that's right. I used right. to love impersonations. Uh, but more to, more to that, the horse commentary, uh, he used to do on a mic. And he used to do it um, like this. So, uh, and they're coming into the final run. And so he used to roll the mic with yeah, his yeah, fingers yeah. Yeah. as he did it. So, drum, 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 drum. Yeah. It was all done on one mic. Ah. And then when there was a jump, he would lift his fingers off and then, and then back. come back. Drum, 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 drum. Yeah. It was very funny, beautifully observed, and nicely done. It was under holy orders, <laughs> and they're off. And straight into the lead goes Gabby Agent, followed by Canvas's pride on the stand side with Militant Lad on the silly side and Ben's boo-boo. And further behind them come Lawson's cast just showing from Butcher Baker with Lost Deposit, the back marker. Over on the far right, Low Fat Curry takes the lead, coming up now to the first fence. Over the first fence is I wanted pretty much the same effect yeah. for, for this, but of course no one can be seen doing this with their mics no, on, no, no, no. on the stage. That's yeah. not going to work because it needs a hand mic, really. Yeah. So I thought, well, how am I going to get that effect? Mm. And I put this quandary uh, to the beautiful Bianca Blazard, who came to... Um, yes, I know. You're, uh, yes, she's, she's an absolute angel. No, it was more that your reaction to what she did yes. just warmed my heart. Yeah. When you threw that pen. Uh, yeah. There if you've the, not seen it. <laughs> no, there was, there was some lovely moments and she, she just made every song vibrant and exciting. Oh she put so much, she was only with us for two hours, wasn't she? And it she felt just, like 10 minutes. Yeah. She just lifted everything. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that I, I needed to do 
was try and add some motion mm. to this thing. I'd originally had visions of her turning the violin upside down yeah. and going drum, 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 drum on the body of the, of the violin. Yeah. Now, she tried it. She was game for it. <laughs> and she said, honestly, this instrument I don't want to do that with because yeah. it's expensive. Very expensive. And I absolutely understood that. And I said, right, yeah. so what are we going to do then? Yeah. And then she said, well... If you're wanting movement, one thing I can do is this. And we're going to show you the clip when she told me about something called a ricochet. Yeah. I, I don't score for strings, but I've had to do it for this violin. And she was she was walking me through exactly what to do. And she came up with this, this <clears throat> rhythm on, on the violin, which involved yeah, yeah. a ricochet, uh, which meant ding-a-dum, ding-a-dum. But you, uh, what you actually do is bounce yeah, the string yeah. off. So you've got to use a certain string and you can bounce the string and pull it back and it gives it movement. And she said, it's the William Tell Overture, mm. which <laughs> sounds <laughs> like a horse race. We could do that for ages. But that's also the pace and the rhythm of two horse race. Yeah. So what we have now within the orchestration is with a ricochet string. And you're going to see, I'm going to show you now exactly how we came up with that together within five minutes. It, Bianca Blazard, take it away. What I need is an effect of horses. The, it's a two-horse race. Okay. So when Rory Bremner used to impersonate a horse commentator, what he used to do was, and then when there's a fence, he used to go... Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're mic'd, mm-hmm. could you... Is there anything without the bow or anything? Can you tap on, 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 the, on the violin and get that sort of effect? Yes, Can kind you? of. And it would resonate through the mic? If you had it close enough to the mic. Can, if you were to, to hold it in your knees and do it with two hands. Uh, like, uh, that's harder. I mean, I mean, with it bounced onto your chin. Hmm? A bounced onto your chin with the, with the neck underneath in your, in your... Oh, like that? Yeah. Uh... Um, that's definitely not something I've ever come across anyone doing. No. No. Um, it, I, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Um. With, with, that's actually, that's actually it. That is what I'm after. <laughs> no, because it sounds hollow. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah. And you'd have to do it for a solid two minutes of... The only other thing, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but the only other thing you could do is literally give the violinist some coconut shells. And no, them but that, that, I don't want. Co- <laughs> but that's the point. If I was to do that, I'd just give it to the cast. Yeah, because they could have coconut shells. When you do, when you hear a horse race, you don't hear coconuts. Right. That's clippity clippity clippity. No, yeah. it's and that's exactly yeah. it. So you would want you'd have to make sure that they actually scored it because I happen to also be a horse rider. So oh, literally <laughs> the, the only reason that I know that it sounds like that is because that's they go digadum 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 digadum. It's one two three one two three. So you'd have to put that in like maybe. That's how it is. It's how it's scored for coconuts. But that's what I need. You could do that. You could do that. You could get them sometimes. So it depends. Some people are very precious about their violins. I might sure. not want to. This is normally the way we would. Could do you it. bring a, a worse one? If you had a worse one. Have you got a worse one? No. <laughs> okay. I spend all my money on electric violins. Could, could, could you tap the back? You could. Um, yes. Literally, Would you could. Would that be safer? I don't know. People don't like resting sure. this that way up. Um, honestly, you could either do it like that. Yeah. Or you could do it like this. That feels less safe. I don't know, actually. If anything, that... 
feels better. Yeah, maybe, or... It's exactly the sound I want. This, because there's nothing else in it for the violin. You might want to do it in terms of like, if you do it as perhaps a section and then give them a rest and then another section yeah. and give them a rest. Is that possible? That, of course, because it's all verses. Right. So you just do it as, as one verse. And I'd probably link with the choreographer there and see what they want. Because yeah. if people are miming doing that and you've got mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. possible. Yeah, you could do that. So if you if you put it in as fours, maybe I think that's like right. triplet. Semi-quavers or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Are you still filming that, by the way? Because mm -hmm. right. it means I don't have to write it. <laughs> okay. yeah. It's great. So it's not it's Yeah, I think that's probably easier, bearing in mind that the music feels very in four. So if you're doing... Okay, so I'll do a verse like that and then... You can grab and do a bone. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do literally whatever you want. Also, you can do... Um, it depends on, again, the player, but... Disgrace! You'll be sucking from the bridge with 16 hands between your legs after your two calls. Grace! That's what the rest of the game is. So that would be, uh, yeah, that would be semi-quaver, 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 quaver. It is William Tell. Yeah, literally. I'm writing the William Tell which all also. Basically, yes. Just with a different chord sequence. Yeah. Does that actually work? Yeah. And then if you have a violin, you can't do it straight. They'll just go. Yeah. 
It's not as good as it is then. It's less percussive, but it still works. Yeah. So it's accessible to whoever. Ricochet. So that was Two Horse Race, which is one of the first big numbers in the show. It um, is. I love the fact that it's juxtaposition. You just said before that it's um, it's like a, a kind of homage to the 70s, and, and really it's kind of a throwback to, yes. to outdated views and concepts, which yeah. have probably been kind of... Um, kept in the piece, uh, as we talked about before. You know, you, you've you've toned down on the political satire, on the on the commentary, on the on the sexism, on on the things that probably were okay twenty years ago when you started writing the piece, yeah. and you've focused it more on keeping it a bit more modern and fresh. But George is that character who's able to cling on to those ideals and and those those beliefs. And I love the fact that it this song. Follows directly after Pump It Out, yes. which is 100% modern. It's a Zumba class and it's all women. And you've gone from all women to seeing it's the pig headed men yeah. in the pub. Well, I uh, think I it's that. it's two sides of the same coin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because um, honestly, uh, the, the reaction, the, the reason Pump It Out is sexist is because the men expect the women to be a certain shape and they're feeling yeah. societal pressure to do and that. Clive. And Clive, of course, <laughs> Clive's, got, Clive's under all sorts of pressure. But uh, but in terms of two horse race, again, it, that's that's a society that's imposing it on the mm. women. I think it's yeah. yeah. I, I've always hated that, and so uh, th- th- this is my little rebellion towards that. In fact, the whole musical you could say is that really. But things have to change. This yeah. podcast has changed because you don't have a hat. You're in your work gear. Uh. <laughs> you, you are. We should address the canard. This, this is what happens when you have to come directly from work, to be fair. And, and you forget your cap. It's really annoying. Oh, but man. It'll be, the cap will be back next week. That, that sounds like a hashtag, doesn't it? It does. Bring back the, the cap. cap. Will be back. Or the cap will be back. <laughs> but we'll be back next week as well, folks. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Just to let you know that tickets are flying out of the LBT. And if you do want to uh, get them booked, then you can do at www.vlbt.org so go and buy those tickets now there are other places you can follow us of course yep definitely so we'll put the Instagram right here and we'll actually have some content out ready soon very soon we've been very busy we've been trying to collate the clips together finding the right time to, to work on it difficult Sorry about that, but we've got some followers we've got people actively engaged and wanting to see it so let's get it out there and what you can do in the meantime is you can go back and lo- listen or watch to uh, various episodes of the podcast. We're, we're about halfway through now, really, aren't we? So oh, we're m- more than halfway. More, far more. Oh, we're, we're steamrolling I through. I think them. at the moment, at the time of recording, we have maybe ten weeks left to go. Mm. Nine or ten. Yeah. And so um, it's uh, it's getting closer. Exactly. And I think we've done something in the region of 17, 18 podcasts now. It's quite a lot, really, it's isn't a lot. it? Yeah. yeah. So there's plenty to, for you to go back and listen to or watch. And you can get them on YouTube, on Richard's uh, YouTube channel, which if you're already watching this on YouTube, you already know what that is. Hi. Don't forget to like and subscribe and you can comment underneath as well. Exactly. Or you can find the podcast on any of your major streaming platforms. So you've got Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yada, 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 lots of them. And if you want to learn more about this wonderful man, all about the show, uh, the, the creative side of it, who he is, previous shows he's done, upcoming projects, richsykes.com. That's where you want to head. And uh, I think that pretty much rounds us off, doesn't it? It certainly does. Excellent. That's another episode down. So, uh, yeah, catch you later. Thanks, guys. <laughs>